What is going on, everyone? Thank you guys for tapping into today's podcast. My name is Ryan Prendiz of Ride the Crypto Guy, and this is my business partner. What's up, y'all? It's Crypto Dilo in the house. Thank you for hopping on the podcast. And we are the master nodes. Again, thank you guys for tapping into today's podcast. Make sure y'all stay to the end to hear about some additional resources that we're going to provide y'all to get you guys a little bit more zoned into crypto. But without further ado, let's go ahead and start today's podcast. Today, we have someone very special that's going to be guest starring on our podcast. We want to welcome back a Mr. Ty Dorsey. And if you guys haven't already, make sure you guys tap into our podcast that we've done before with Tyler. And I'm going to go ahead and insert the link above right here. Thank you so much for coming back to the show, Ty. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. How's everything been? Uh, it's been good. You know, crypto's been down, but we've been up, you know, so can't complain. Give or take. It's had, it's had a pretty good week since like Wednesday, but. But. Um, average guys, please. <laughs> please do so, please. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and just jump straight into it. We're going to talk about trading today. Uh, my boy, Tyler, has taught us a lot um, in terms of strategy, things to look for. What do you feel like is a green light for a trade? Like, I know it's probably a couple of things. So what are some vital things you look at for um, when you're, boom, I, this is it. I'm inputting a trade. I'm sniping now. Well, um, <clears throat> that's a, I guess the, the most important thing would be um, time and price, right? Um, that's because I trade m- mainly cash futures such as uh, S&P, uh, NAS 100, US 30, um, those indices because they track baskets of, um, they track baskets of stocks in the US stock market. NAS 100 is technological based, US 30 is blue chip stocks and uh, the S&P 500 is the top 500 stocks by capital. So you're trading basically a lot of stocks but in different baskets. Um, and so with that being said, I'm really only trading New York stock exchange hours. So for us on the Pacific coast, that's like, it would have to be between, uh, well, it, well, the thing is the market opens at 930 for them, right? For, mm-hmm. for us, that's 630 AM. So also when the market opens though, there's heavy, heavy what a lot of people call manipulation, but there's a lot of insane price swings. And uh, there's a news embargo on, you know, a lot of the news events, any uh, earnings and stuff like that that could affect price, uh, typically get taken into account with the 6.30 opening. So mm-hmm. you wait an hour until after the news embargo lifts, start trading at 7.30. And I'm only trading for, I'm only looking for trades up until about 9.30. So between 7.30 to 9.30, if it lines up with my displacement strategy, um, then I'll take the trade. So it's got to be time and it's the price has to be at the right place and it has to give me the right price action. Um, time is, is, is very, very important when you're trading indices and stocks. So that's, that's kind of one thing I wanted to, wanted to emphasize more than the last time we spoke. Oh, okay. So Tyus, so essentially what you're saying is there's very specific times that you trade uh, the stock market essentially, correct? Right, so that's either gonna be um, an hour after until they go to lunch at like 12 and then they mm-hmm. come back at one New York time. So if you're not, then you can trade like at 10, which is at one o'clock. 
Because after the New York lunch hour, they come back and they'll usually target whatever liquidity was left from the session they just kind of traded through. Okay, so if you don't if you don't catch your trade in the morning, you can catch it during the New York lunch hour, which is from like ten to one o'clock our time, because that's like one to close their time. Interesting, interesting. So what would you say, because I know that you traded stocks and crypto uh, on both ends. So what would you say are some of the key differences you have observed between trading stocks and trading cryptocurrency? Um, I would say the key difference is, number one is time, because the stock algorithm that controls those markets is open and running on a certain time. It's, you know, past four o'clock New York Standard Time. It's, you know, it's not seeking liquidity the way that it's programmed. So, so um, with crypto, however, it's, as we know, it's a 24-7 market. So these moves that you tend to look for at certain times could happen at any time in crypto. So with crypto, um, I found that, A, it's a lot more random in when you're going to trade it. You can really trade it at any time. It just kind of depends when the volatility kicks in. And... Um, Maybe because I don't trade crypto too much, I haven't really noticed when it's most volatile, but I haven't been able to put a finger on, okay, I know I can go and look at crypto at this time and it's going to be moving fast. Um, so it's hard, to, it's hard to predict the volatility with crypto. And um, the other thing is it can be more manually intervened because there are wallets that are whales. And this is something that you guys have spoken on before in your previous podcasts. I'm sure you can, you know, recommend a resource from the master notes that teaches people about whales and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, the whales can actually really affect the crypto market much more than uh, the stock markets because, yes, you know, there's institutional investors, but at the end of the day, uh, the stock markets are priced on the stock markets that you trade, such as US 30, uh, S&P and NASDAQ are algorithmic. So it's a little uh, a little more random but you can kind of catch the same trade setups i've noticed but it's just so hard to do so because i i have no clue when they're gonna happen crypto is so hard to trade for me yeah it's it's not easy to predict especially when you have someone that's trying to ape into a project and has a hundred million dollars to go ahead and do so <laughs> right you know what i'm saying so they yeah. can just come in and, and do whatever they please and then and then yeah. exit at any time they want, screw everyone else over and walk away happy with their money. Your analysis doesn't matter at that point. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. And it's and it's not regulated, so it's even more of a fish shark eat shark world or fish eat fish or whatever they call it, the analogy, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, correct. It's 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 a very uh it's a very dicey market that I have yet to figure out. Um, yeah. I'll play with it every now and then, but I, I get burned by it pretty bad still to this day. So, yeah, um, there are some resources, uh, what he was talking about whales, you could look at like liquidation prices, uh, DeFi llama is, is a good one where you can kind of just see wallets that hey these guys just own a huge amount, or you can even see when they actually liquidate or, Hey, there's a, a lot of. Uh, movement right here what exactly happened you can kind of check that out there also you could check on order books too um it's not a site but like on coinbase pro you can check the actual order book see a certain price points they have these whales that hold a bunch 
that are planning to sell X amount of Bitcoin or X amount of ETH at this price. So you can check out that stuff if you want to kind of do your own research when a good trade would be. I did want to kind of ask you, um, is this one of like your main um, income sources? Like I know you have some other side stuff that you kind of can definitely talk on. And um, if it is one of your main sources, when did you feel like you could make it a main income source? Um, no, it's it's not one of my main sources of income yet, because essentially what I'm doing is working towards a larger goal where it can become my main source of income. So right now, my main source of income is still through what I went to college for, which is gemology. Um, you know, I have a full time job studying diamonds and gemstones and I absolutely love my job, but um, I just think the freedom of trading is just so uncomparable to anything else, you know. And later on in life, I want to be able to just wake up early in the morning, you know, take my scalp trades and then just spend the rest of the day with my kids and focus on the companies and the philanthropy work I'm doing. So um, the, the, the way that I plan to make it a, a main source of income is through prop firms. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of what prop firms are, but there are multiple prop firms out there and what these people do is offer um, contracts out so they say hey basically you can pass a test so we'll give you like a three-month test and then if you prove that you are a consistent and profitable trader then we'll give you x amount of dollars to trade with with a profit split so they give you a hundred thousand uh, dollars a month and then your goal is to make ten percent and then they split it with you. Most of them do 80-20, some do 70-30, uh, examples like that. So that's how you can take trading and turn it into full-time income because if you pass the test for a $100,000 account, now your goal is 10%. So that's your minimum goal. So if you make 10% on $100,000, that's 10K. With an 80-20 profit split, that's 8K a month on a slow month. So for me, it's just about really honing in and practicing my strategy and getting it to where it's consistent to the point where I can rely on it. And then, um, you know, just taking the prop firm test and becoming a portfolio manager. And, you know, once you have two or three portfolios in management that are paying you out profit splits, you can make uh, comfortably 25 to 30K a month. I know a couple of people doing that and have recommended it to me. So that's the path that I've chosen. And that's really what I'm working on now is just becoming extremely consistent and extremely, uh, not even extremely profitable because that will come later down the road. Just being really consistent and taking, you know, good, good percentage returns and uh, just keeping a good eye on your return on investment by a percentage amount, you know. Definitely. Okay. Love that. So I feel like you definitely saw someone else do it. I think you said as well, right? You kind of got stuff recommended. So you mm -hmm. already know it's like possible. And I right. think just knowing that it's possible, easy for you to kind of like strive in it um, because, hey, other people did it. So why can't I? I think that's that's why I want to put myself on the platform too, is like just to show people, you know, I didn't really go to college. I did for like a year. I felt like it wasn't for me. Um, I drove Ubers, like, I did Postmates. I, I didn't really um, have like something special about me per se. Manester is um, a man of all treats. Yeah. <laughs> Security <laughs> guard, life insurance, you know, I did it all. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you don't need all this expertise in order to do something like this. 
And I kind of want to just showcase that. Like, anybody can do it, but it's just about if you're willing to be consistent, if you're willing to take these L's and turn them into lessons. And mm -hmm. um, that's definitely how we got to run things. So, Tyler, if you could go back to the beginning of your trading or investing journey, what advice would you give to yourself? I would tell myself to stop avidly looking for a magical strategy because the first year trading, I was so convinced that it was the strategy that wasn't working. And I went from learning this one to 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 that one and just learned so many different strategies that now I had so much information crammed in my head, it was overwhelming. And uh, really, the issue with trading that most people are going to run into is the battle with themselves. And it's like, you hear a lot of people talk about that, but it's the most important thing is trading is because the thing about strategies is there's no strategy that works all the time. And there's no strategy that never works. So you have to find one that works for you. And once you do that, stay consistent with it and then pick the battle within yourself. And what I mean by that is, quick question, um, are, do either of you guys trade in a live account or are you still in demo? Where, where uh, yeah, I've been trading live. Okay, Master, so you don't understand. When you go from demo to live, now all of a sudden there's 50,000 thoughts that are coming up that did not happen when you were trading demo. Yeah. So now you have to battle yourself and control your emotions and control your thought process and develop that that battle-hardened mind that's going to get you consistent. And for yeah. me, I thought for such a long time, it was, oh, the strategy's not working. Let me go ahead and try. Oh, I'm, I, I lost three trades in a row. This, the strategy doesn't work. It's, it's, it's bullshit, you know? But it wasn't that the strategies weren't working. I'm sure a lot of them were pretty bad because that's, we know how retail trading gets. A lot of the strategies could have been bad, but the battle was yourself. So really take time to just learn a strategy that works for you and then start the work on yourself because that's going to be the hardest. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, Cause like, I feel like I developed that during this whole like two year period of just like having a crypto portfolio. Like that was boom, swing highs, boom, swing lows. And like, you see all that and you don't think about crypto. You don't think about money. You think about, oh, damn. That was a lot of times I could have went to Wingstop, right? That was yeah. a lot of times that I could have, I could have bought a car, you know, I could have bought this, I could have bought that. And then when it starts going up, you think about, oh, I'm never going to sell because this thing is an asset. It's making me so much money. I could never make money like that again. And it's just boom, whole, like, like you're saying, kind of like a roller coaster. And then it's even, I would say kind of like crammed in with trading because it's, oh, I can make a 15 minute decision. That could change my whole day <laughs> or uh, yeah and i think instead of thinking of it like that like like here you're saying winning in percentages i think uh, a lot of people don't think in terms of that so when they win little they're like oh man that was i couldn't do nothing with this and then they switch strategies right and then mm -hmm. they win lots and they're like oh i could do so much and then you know it's just like kind of going back and forth um, with that, but it's all about the percentages, you know, consistently earning 1% will outpace consistently earning $35, you know? Oh yeah. hundred percent. 
Yeah. And I, I think that going kind of touching back on what Tyler said earlier about trading between a live account versus trading a demo account, there's a whole different ballgame. You know, with a demo account, you're like, sure, I'll put $20,000 into this trade. Like, you know, oh, oh, this trade's worth 100K. All right, I have a million dollars in my in my demo. You know, why not? But like, then you start trading live and you're like, damn, I just lost 10 bucks. <laughs> like the whole world is over you're you're, you're yeah. trading you're done for the day because i was like three percent you know you're like all right that's it i'm done you know and and so it's really about taking that discipline and being like okay you know what like i gotta start training myself now to trade in percentages not to trade in dollar amounts because once i get to where I want to get to where I'm comfortable with the strategy and I move to a live account, I am no longer trading in dollars. I'm trading in percentages because I'd much rather make three or 4% a day than 10 to $20 possibly losing in my account. You know, I'm thinking about in percentages. If I lose 3% of a hundred dollars, that's only three bucks, you know, but if I lose $20 of that hundred dollars, now I'm down 20 bucks instead of being down just three, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, doing those percentages instead of doing those uh, dollar amounts. I would say kind of to wrap things up, a lot of um, people always talk about indicators. And I think kind of going back to like what you were saying, there's like no specific win forever. There's no trade that'll get you a million dollars guaranteed. There, It's all about strategy and then yourself. And if you're able to work that consistently, but what is your opinion on indicators? Do you use them? Um, if so, how many? I feel like a lot of people, they kind of just like Picasso, their their trading charts, and it's like hectic and insane, but it, it makes sense to them, right? But then there's yeah. other people, hey, I use two indicators. These are my ride or dies. If they don't want me to trade, then I'm not trading. Um, but yeah. So, um, I mean, you kind of nailed it with what you said. I feel like if the indicators are something that, that really resonates with you and it really gives you that sound peace of mind to take the trade, then sure, you can. But again, um, trading, the fact of the matter is that trading is more uh, emotional and it's, it's more mental clarity than anything. So, to be honest, I, I'm, this is what my chart looks like 24-7. I don't use indicators. Um, I use one small algorithmic indicator that tells you um, an estimate of the liquidity that's above the highs and lows, and that's it. So um, because my strategy calls for literally just looking at runs on liquidity and trying to find the next one, um, there's no indicator that's gonna help me uh, get that that information as quick as I need it um, because watching a one minute candle chart is the fastest information you can get. Indicators lag, that's a fact. Um, so I found them to be more hurtful than useful because it gave me too many things to look at and more things to think about. And now I can just kind of hone in on the price action and look for liquidity based on highs and lows equal highs and lows and you know gaps and imbalances <laughs> in the market so you know summarize the answer i don't use indicators um 
every now and then I will turn on an 89 moving average just to confirm what trend we're in because that's something I learned from a very excellent trader named Tom Bogart on YouTube. Um, but other than that, you know, I'll, I'll turn that on just to see like on the one hour whether we're in a confirmed up or downtrend. And that just helps you get your bias to whether I'm looking to go long or short. But uh, yeah, but if, I, don't if use, I'm, I don't use anything else. If I'm mistaken, you told me the other day that a friend of yours actually solely relies on indicators, right? I'm sorry, say that again? You said, I, I'm pretty sure that the other day you had told me a friend of yours, or you know someone that actually solely relies on indicators, right? No, it's not so much that I know someone. It's that I was studying, like I said, Tom Hogart, and he uses the moving average and a few other bear indicators. And I've come across traders in my journey that, they do use indicators. They use RSIs and they use, uh, you know, Bollinger Bands. Like for example, oh no, no, you know what? You know what? You're right. My buddy John, yeah, he uses indicators. He uses uh, Bollinger Bands and stuff like that. Um, pretty heavily indicator based. But here's the thing: we call it indicator based, and that's the reason he's taking his decision. But dude's been trading for almost five years. He's mastered himself mentally already. So he knows his thought process and has that, like I said, that war developed mind to the point where he's able to think clearly while trading. And that's the hardest thing to get down. So he uses indicators and trades the same thing I trade S and P, but indicators kind of confuse me. So yeah, it's, it's really uh, to each their own. If they help, they help. And uh, if not, then I completely resonate with you why you don't like them. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I try to keep it a little more simple too. You know, I do have these some indicators, but mostly using like kind of price action and fibs to kind of give me like an indication. But it's mostly just like reading what's actually on the chart. And like how you said, mm -hmm. uh, indicators can kind of lag. And that's because it's like the average, right? So if there's a lot mm -hmm. of liquidity, they kind of have to catch up. Yeah, so. it's got stuff to calculate, mm -hmm. you know, it's got to figure out what it's got to figure out what it's trying to show you. Mm -hmm. whereas you know viewing the candlestick and having that information go into your brain is is instant <laughs> mm -hmm. all right well that's all the time we have for today's podcast again thank you ty for tapping in much appreciated as always uh ty if you want to let the people know anything about your socials anything that the people should know about you before we end today's podcast oh hell yeah um I am rebranding my socials right now, but you can follow me. Let me actually, I don't want to give you guys the wrong thing. I'm going through a whole rebrand, but look, your boy's starting streaming, okay? I'm going to be playing a lot of GTA. Um, I'll be talk talking a little bit about trading, you know, a little bit of financial stuff, just because that's what I like. Um, if you don't like it, then I don't like you, so you know the deal. Um, TBH underscore TD, right? So I'm going to start posting a lot of uh, streaming content. I'm going to have my Twitch channel going up soon. Uh, I need you guys to come hang out with me, come rock with me. Um, I need moderators, so anybody that wants to do that, holla at your boy, direct message. Um, yeah, and I'll give Masternodes the information on when that's all popping so they can keep you guys updated. Yeah, sounds great. And do you want to let the people know what TBH stands for? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So TBH is the big house. We are a creative collective of beautiful brown-skinned people 
Um, we do everything from music videos to social media content, um, collaborations with our artists, uh, all kinds of things, music really. Um, completely professional, it's 100% legit business. And uh, we're looking forward to just, you know, expanding and just growing. And uh, we have all kinds of different departments. There's a finance department that I'm in charge of. There is a creative department that my, uh, that my girlfriend Bella runs. And uh, yeah, it's just a real legit creative collective of people who are just trying to push art at the highest level possible. Yes, sir. Shout out to the boy Finest Alchemy, aka Camel. Also, shout out to the boy yeah. Massa Soul, aka Massa Soul. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> but uh, yes, thank you, Ty. I appreciate you again for tapping in. And we'll go ahead and let the people know about your stream once you let us know uh, the information. But that's it for today's podcast. Remember to follow and subscribe to our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter, all at the Masternodes. Our visual podcast experience can be found on YouTube, and our audio podcast experience can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all your other favorite podcast sources. Remember to visit our website, www.themasternodes.square.site, and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest information. We'll go ahead and have that link down below for you guys if you want to subscribe to our email list. Uh, but go ahead and Nestor, let them know, let the people know about uh, the specials that we have here. So we also have Discord for you guys. It's going to be a community of people who are just down to make money. If you are not down to make money, please do not ask to join. We will not send you the link. In order to get that link, you're going to have to DM us and we will give you that link so you guys can hop in. Like I said, it's people who want to make money. We are dropping great information, obviously, about cryptocurrency, but we have other specialists on there as well. And speaking about specialists, we have some amazing educators for you guys that we are actually partnered up with. So we are partnered with a university called I Am Mastery Academy. They basically teach you about anything um, in terms of digital entrepreneurship. So making money online, we're talking about e-commerce obviously cryptocurrency stocks forex options you name it we can help you out with that and like we said um, it's more of a university so you're going to need a tutor and that is us guys so if you want to link up with us and be a part of our team then hit us up and text us i'm ready and we'll get you guys everything you need and like we said thank you for joining uh, we appreciate your guys' time and as always, try your best to choose kindness. Thank you, Ty, for hopping on today as well. Yes, thank you for tapping in. Much appreciated as always and bless up. Here at the Master Nodes, we are not making any claims as to income you may earn. Before entering any agreement, please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor, such as attorney or financial advisor. Please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market.